mid-level, exception. We are on the eve. We're recording this on a Monday night. We're not watching Monday Night Football. Even though I, sh- I should be. That game was pretty good, actually. But this is no, for the people. Okay. I will. We know you're not going to watch it. You know, you're not a football guy. But that's okay. This is for the people, though. We're here to talk hoops. This is the mid-level exception. I'm your host, Matthew Medina. We got the producer, James Matthias. How? How's it going? Pretty good. I'm here. I'm ready. Are you ready, though? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm ready, too. So we've been we've put together a couple different things here. We're going to obviously we're gonna talk some books going forward, some salaries, some teams, what they have. This is the mid-level exception. Um, obviously, we have to talk Jimmy Butler. We're going to talk Jimmy Butler for a little bit. We'll talk for him in the beginning. And there's one team that Matt and I both looked at. Uh, we watched the preseason game. We're like, hmm. Are they going to be better than we think they're going to be? But before we get into that, uh, like I said, this is a bit of an exception on the Prism Network. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Where else? Anywhere else? Is that it for right now? Or the direct feed. But generally, if you're going to listen to us, it'll be on iTunes or Google Play or probably SoundCloud. Podbean? Can we get on Podbean? How do we do that? I think we're already on Podbean. Okay, but okay. how do we get on? Uh, we'll be there. On Spotify. I don't know. We'll get us there, though. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Which, hey, step by step. We we got the song. Man, I love the song. You know what the best part is? I'm not going to lie to you. That little 60 minute, 60 minute, the 60 second, the minute preview. Yeah. Man, that's a kudos to you with the song. It's just nailed it. Nailed it. Plus, you got to check that out. So in order to check out that minute preview, you got to follow on Twitter. That's right. We are at the prison pod one. One, because there's the other prison pod, which is kind of boring, it looks like. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're just kidding. Science. I think it's We're, about the science of prisms. Yes. That's, hey, I'm sure there's a market for that. It's probably great. We were just joking. There's enough time in the day for all of us to coexist together. We're just squirrels trying to get our nuts. Exactly. Prism pod one at prison pod one. I've been very active on there. Dropping, uh, interacting with other NBA bloggers. They've been uh, responding to to that one, which is cool. Um, active. We're very active. Talking a lot of hoops. Lots and lots of hoops. Because we love hoops. So let's go ahead. Let's get started. Before we get to the team, let's talk Jimmy Butler. It's almost like this is um, day, this is like not two or three weeks now where it's been Jimmy Butler exploded on everybody. The drama, the drama unfolds. Yeah, I mean, this is a great, you know, 12 part, 12 episode series until he gets traded, I guess. <laughs> um, what? Where are you at with Jimmy Butler? Uh, where I was before all this started with him. I mean, I never really see him as this superstar, sh- you know, small shooting guard. I thought he was a decent player, a great defender. So, but, you know. It, there's too there's too little there's too little being said about the situation to to form an, I don't know an opinion on it I guess for me like you mean too many f- actual facts it's, there's a lot of opinions being thrown out well it's just I get it you know he's blowing up on everybody but it's like then it's a lot of innuendo innuendo and then you know then he'll come and, and agree with the owner on this or the coach on this and then they work seem to have worked it out but then he doesn't play in the finale of preseason and it's like okay what do you want. Just tell us what you want Jimmy Butler to happen. I know he wants to be traded, but for what and for to who? Well, he can't come out and say that, so he's not going to. Um, I actually think um, I kind of – I don't even think – I think the way that people are reacting is my favorite part. People are just like they're so – most people are so one-sided, like, oh, he's he's not going to win you a title. And then they're like – some of the people are saying, like, well, he's an a-hole. But some of the people are saying like, he's a really good baller. Like multiple things can be true. I'm pretty sure. I think we said this on the last pod. Multiple things can be true all at the same time. He can be an a hole. This team is not good without him. You're probably not going to win a title with him if he's your best player. But if he's like your second or third best player, depending on who your number one guy is, you got a shot. Yeah, um, I think it's fair to say that you can't win a title with him. You and put in the right situation, almost anybody you can win a title with. I agree. That's why I don't like that statement. I really don't like that statement. And I also don't think it needs to be – I don't think the title is end-all, be-all. 
like only one team can win the title. And unless you have like two out of the top 10 players in the league, you're probably not going to win a title. So, I mean, at some point in time, it's it's okay to be like a 55-win team that's competitive, that has a puncher's chance if, you know, the, the team of that decade gets injured or is off a year. Like, hey, if, as long as we have like a puncher's chance, I think that's okay too, you know? If you see a big improvement by adding him to your team, meaning you win more playoff games than you have last year or you even make the playoffs – well, look at Minnesota. Minnesota, they haven't made the playoffs since what? Since when was KG left? 2007? Yeah, but they're Minnesota 11 years. Black the, the second he gets there, they win 50 games. <laughs> they're just, I don't know. Minnesota's the, the Western Atlanta Hawks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, they got, they can have all the talent in the world, but it's like, yeah, but it's Minnesota. It's the Timberwolves. Like, I don't know. It's just something about the stigma of the Wolves that's just kind of off putting. I tell you what, if I was Butler, I'd want to go east. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he wants to go to Miami. He wants to go to Brooklyn. He wants to go to the Clippers. See, all all three of those teams. I why I don't know why he would want to go to any of those teams. He's not going to do anything meaningful. I mean, he'll get great numbers and people will start talking about him again. But he's not going anywhere wins wise with the Heat or the. No, I, I told you the team I think he should want to go to is Toronto. I, I agree. I think so too. I mean, I think he'd be a good fit. Oh, you changed it. You t- you changed. Yeah, because I couldn't come up with another one before he would be a better fit. <laughs> it's process of elimination. Exactly. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take it. Um, so yeah, I just we'll say, man, I, just real quick here, the like thirty seconds on the Knicks. People want the Knicks to be so good. I think just because of Madison Square Garden, more than the actual team themselves. Do you agree? No, the Knicks fans are probably the best fans in the NBA. Loyal down to the to the last loss. <laughs> we want the team to be great. We love the Knicks. New York, the New York Knicks. It's just, it's just in the blood. It's 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 everything. It's not just the Garden. It's everything the Knicks encapsulates: the logos, the jerseys. It's yeah, but they're not even it's like everything. I mean, if you're going to play in a garden, I'd rather see. I'd rather be in Boston you're Garden. Ridiculous. Get out of here in the Boston Arena. Oh no, no, yeah, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about, Fitzy? Huh? No. huh? Seventeen. There's a reason coins, why it's huh? called the Mecca. Okay, Larry Brad, kid, Kevin McHale, huh? The Chief, Robert Parrish. It's all good and, it's all good and nice, huh? but it's, it's not the town. No, it's just different. Kidding. Yeah, but the, the Knicks don't really matter, though. In the If you really look at the history of the NBA, the Knicks don't matter. They don't matter. Man, we're, we're going to be going they for don't. more than 30 minutes if you're making comments like that about the Knicks. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're, they're as, if you really look at their records, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are more relevant than the Knicks in the last three years. Oh, in the last three LeBron years James you're twice. talking about. 30 years. 30 uh, years. Come on. We won't. We've won more. Anyways, I mean, oh, I'm on. not trying to hate on the Knicks. I'm really not trying to hate on the Knicks because I, 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 you know, I loved them growing up. Um, but I just, you know, it just it turns me off the way the media sometimes they try to manipulate. Well, you know, I, I get that you don't want to go to this city or that city. That's okay. But like, man, the, the, everybody they just want the Knicks. Like this whole the the leaking of like Kyrie Irving to the Knicks. Like timeout. They're going to sign Kevin Durant. And they're going to get Kyrie Irving, and they're going to get Jimmy Butler when they only have one max. Ca- it's ma- look, max this slot. Is this is Are why. you serious? Are you just trying to get? Clicks? It's because it's the huh? greatest city in the world. They want to have. They should have the greatest it basketball is. team. Well, they got the greatest baseball team, but they want the greatest basketball team. So that's that's why they anything that has to do with New York, it's leaked. It's it's thrown out. Blah blah blah. It's so stupid, though. Like, that was just the stupidest thing. Like, oh, they're going to get Kyrie, they're going to get KD, and they're going to get Jimmy Butler. They're going to get all three of them. All three of them with I mean, one it, max cap slot. Like, are these guys going to get paid $5 million? I don't think it's wrong to say, on. though, that they're, that some of these players are interested. There's a passing interest for them to play in New York, and then journalists just go and run with it. But I think it's safe to say that all of these NBA players always have an interest in playing in New York. Because from what? Yeah, but no. But from what team. you hear from players that play in New York that are on the team, playing in the Garden is different than playing in any other arena. Yeah, I agree. No, it is different. I, I agree. I'm not trying to take away from the mystique of 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 the of of the Garden. I just think the Knicks suck, man, and I just think they've been irrelevant. They've been awful for since not, Patrick Ewing. No, it's not that bad. But yeah, I mean, I they've had that, ups and downs. They they suck now. Have they even made a conference finals? No, that's, that's, how many teams do that though? Whoa. 
How many ra- ra- how many different teams have made the conference finals in the last fifteen years? Oh, I don't listen. The East, the East is is the NBA is. People always talk about like um, the NBA is the worst league as far as um, what's the word I'm looking for? Diversity in championships. Um, if you think that's a bad thing, like um, I think it starts with like a, oh my gosh, parody. Oh, okay. That's the word I was looking for. The NBA is the worst parody out of all. I mean, the Lakers and the Celtics have like what, yeah. how many titles between them? 30, 36, 35? But the good thing about the NBA <laughs> with its parody is that new new rivalries exist almost every season, and they don't try to pander the old rivalries over and over and over and over and over and over again like they do in baseball. I don't know, bro. Whenever the Lakers. No, they mention it by, in, a, in a little thing, but it's never like they do. Are you kidding me? When the Yankees and Boston play each other, even if it's the first game of the season, it's like all over ESPN for 20 years. It's Yanks suck. Like, God, shut up already. Neither of these teams were good. Like the last five years, neither of those teams were good. No one cared. But they had to like try to milk it out of every dime. But there's so many new rivalries that create that start every season of the NBA. That's what the parody is. That's the interesting part. Yeah. And then either the Lakers, the Celtics, the Spurs, the Bulls. Or the Rockets or the Warriors now. I mean, mean, just take for the West, (laughs) for example, now we have a three-team rivalry automatically because LeBron's on the L.A. So you got L.A., Houston, and Golden State. All don't like each other. Throwing OKC with Russell Westbrook. He's like the the little brother that tags along when you're going to a fight. But But he's there still. So it's like there's a big rivalry in the West between all these teams. That's going to be interesting all year long. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it's going to be interesting all year long. So speaking about all year long, let's go ahead. Let's take a look. There's a couple over-unders. So just for those who, who don't understand what over-unders are, this is what Vegas sets as what this team's expected um, win totals are. And they always put like half a game most of the time. Um, and you can gamble. Not that we're advocating gamble, gambling. You can gamble over they're going to win or they're going to, they're going to lose more. So there were a couple teams here that I thought were re- really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what, the first thing I'm going to say this team now, but we're going to talk about them later on. It's Milwaukee, but I'm just teasing you because they're going to be like their own little segment. So theirs was at 48 and a half, and I like the over, and we're going to talk about why coming up. But let's stick with Memphis real quick. Theirs is at 33 and a half. So Vegas thinks they're going to win 33 games, 33 or 34. I think they're going to win more than 34 games. You give me Gasol and Conley. As long as those guys are healthy, those guys win 35, 40 games no matter what. They have to win at least 40 games. If those two guys are healthy for a whole season, wouldn't you agree? If those two guys – I mean, and even I – mean, to be honest, I, I bash this guy every chance I get, but Parsons actually – like Parsons made a, an appearance in the preseason. So, 30, yeah, I think 30, 30 – what is it? They have him 33 and a half. 33, 33 and a half. Yeah, I think that's a little low, but I don't know. I think maybe somewhere in between. I think forty may be the cap. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like they, they're going to take. You got to take the over on them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I would take the over if we were gambling men, which we're not. But if you are, listen to us. I mean, I love Jaron Jackson, the guy they drafted this. I thought he should have been the number one overall pick, Jaron Jackson. Um, if you give me the option between a guy who's like built and ready to compete right now but it's kind of like a finished product versus the guy who has potential but can do everything that the first guy can do uh-huh and he still hasn't even filled into his body yet uh, give me that guy i think 611 i mean yeah he could shoot he does everything i i, I would have took him over deandre ayton um i think this year ayton's gonna be better i think next year ayton's gonna be better and i think um three years from now Aiton probably will be better, and it's going to be like, oh, what did you say? It's like, this is a project. Four years from now, though, Jaron Jackson, I think, will be way better than DeAndre Aiton. And then going forward, Jaron Jackson will be probably, to me, he might be the best player in this draft. They got Kyle Anderson. I like um, him. I like him. Yeah, and, you know, like like we said there, if you, if, if um, Chandler Parsons can give you anything – I I don't. We both don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No, and I really don't like that they just got destroyed these last two preseason games. It's it's all going to come down to health, I think. Gasol was already like rubbing his elbow in the last game, but he was Gasol does so much on the floor. He's so valuable to your team, and Parson is is very injury prone. 
it'll be interesting to keep track and see where they end up. Yeah, I think they can win more. I think that's one of those teams that they can get 34 or 35 wins. Um, one team that people are starting to back down on is Houston. And Vegas has them at 56 and a half. Mm. Um, I think they're not as – they might be not as good as they were last year. I don't know if I phrased that correctly. <laughs> English teachers, if you're listening, respond and five-star review us. <laughs> And subscribe all at the same time, please. Um, but they're not they they're they they won 60, 63 games last year, I think it was. I mean, they're not gonna lose by seven games. I don't think they're gonna lose seven games this year. I mean, I don't see that. I still think they're gonna win sixty games. I still like this team. Their roster is really good. I uh, again, So you take the over having them at fifty six and a half. Yeah, I think I'm taking the over on Houston. I, at the end of the day, if these three guys play six 65 games or 70 with if Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella together play 65 games. This team is going to win 60 plus games. Mm. I mean, that team only lost eight that that team. When those three guys played together last year, lost eight games again. I, it's that's a tough call. I mean, I get it, but I think people are making a big deal about Maba Mute and um, Trevor Ariza. Like, those are big deal players. What was Trevor Reza doing? Yeah, but look at the last shot we had of Trevor Reza. He was missing, what, 0 for 10? Or yeah, but how many defensive stops did he have? How many steals did he have? How many- yeah, but they still have P.J. Tucker, though. They still have P.J. Tucker. Tucker. I like Gerald oh, Green. Good. I can't believe nobody thinks Gerald Green. You like right? Gerald Green? Gerald, yeah, Gerald let me let me survive 30 days without a drug test Green? I think he's a good I mean, player, man. He's a flashy really player. Do. He's a he's a he's a real flashy player. I think he I think he's on the right team. If that makes, I sense. will say I didn't expect him to survive the whole season last year without implosion, but he did. So maybe he's on the right team. But I don't think he's gonna. He's not the type of player that's gonna make it or break it for your team. PJ Tucker is too yeah. small for the position he's playing in, and all he can do is shoot corner three. He's got fight, man. He's got fight. He's like a Draymond Green. No. You're just not gonna he, push uh, like a two foot shorter Draymond Green. Like he's so <laughs> tiny. He's a little baby. He's a little baby out there. Yeah, but he's, he's good. okay. Um, he couldn't even stop Melo. I think he couldn't even stop Melo when Melo didn't care about basketball. Oh well they got Melo. They got Melo. I gotta send you a, a Melo jersey. <laughs> From Houston? Heck no. Uh um Michael Carter Williams I think is a better is 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 good defensively. I he can't shoot so I don't know how he fits there but I think with with Chris Paul and James Harden and Eric Gordon, they have their ball handlers. So I think Michael Carter Williams is going to be like, "Hey, can you just guard guys?" Well, he's going to be coming um, off the bench. James, and he's going to be replacing. Yeah, James Ennis can shoot some threes. Marquise Chris, I have no idea what he, the heck he can he's do. A, he's he's a chaining fry type player. He runs on the court. He's a power forward. He just tries to shoot threes as many threes as he can shoot. Who, yes, Marquise from Chris? from from uh, Phoenix. Yeah, how many threes did he shoot last year? On Phoenix. Yeah, let's pull him up. He's, he's terrible. He's horrible. 30%. Man, he took two. He's taken almost four. He's taken 400 three point attempts the he's last horrible. two years. Jesus. It's terrible. Yeah, he's not good. But he's long and he's he tall. No and he can jump. So he's not going to do nothing. I'm telling man, you. Man, he's, he's been worse every single when, year. When uh, Booker was saying, I'm tired of this losing stuff, <laughs> that's who he was talking about. That's what you <laughs> Oh my god, he can't rebound. I don't know. But but you know what the good thing is? Mike D'Antonio's system make you know, he makes everybody becomes at least decent in his system. I think he can get I think he can crash the board. He can he, on a pick and roll, as long as he remembers to to roll to the rim, might be asking a lot. No offense. But if he can roll, I he think does, he'll be he, right. He that that's the one thing that scares me about this team is their center rotation. I mean, if, if Clint Capella, gets injured, if he gets hurt, yeah, ew. that's a, it's it's just a lot riding on on a few players. Yeah, those three guys. Yeah, I get it. Those three guys they have a to lot stay older. Healthy. He's a lot older this year. He got a bad injury last year. I don't. I don't Paul? Yeah, Chris Paul. He's he's not definitely not going to play a full season this year. I just they'll probably be in the top three. I'm they probably make it second the West. They'll be second. Yeah, I still think they're going to win more than 56 games, though. 56 and a half. I think they'll be right around there. 56. I think they're going to win 60. I don't know. Right at 60. 
<laughs> I don't see what for. Like, they don't need to. I don't know, man. I think they might have to. Some of these teams in the West. Well, no, I don't think they do. Look, last year, only two teams were above 50, 50 wins. And that's in, the, yeah. that's in the West. Yeah. Who was the number one seed last year? Was it Golden State or Houston? Houston, by a, by a shot. They had 65. So they lost game seven at home then, right? Um, I believe so. Ugh. Well, Paul was out. Paul didn't play at all, which was another big thing that I was like, well, yeah, this guy, he's, his career is winding down. If he's not going to play in a game seven at home, mm, that's, that's a mental thing. And Chris Paul's always been strong mentally, if anything. No, that his injury was that bad. He just he couldn't. I don't move. know about that. He was. I mean, he was dressed. Come on, he man. was dressed. It's come on. I don't. Of course, he because he's Chris Paul. I don't know. He, I, I, he I was done, dude. He, he tore his hamstring. It. He tore his hamstring. So what? He should have went out there and tried it. If it was, I don't think he tore it. But if he, if he, this is Chris Paul. Like the guy is mentally tough. That's what I'm saying. Like if for him to not play, man, I can't believe you're complimenting I know. him. <laughs> that's how that's how set back I was by it. For him not to play, it it must have been serious. That's what I'm going to believe. And I'm going to say that I think he could have played, and it's gonna you're going to see it this year. You're going to see it. They got to manage his minutes. Here's the thing: they have to manage his minutes not just during the regular season. Like they have to understand he can't dial it up to 36, 38 minutes in the playoffs. Well, that's. The- like this guy can only play thirty-two minutes a game, and this is the problem with D'Antoni. This is why D'Antoni is not a good coach in my because he does not understand that concept. I guarantee you, he's going to be so obsessed with running, he's going to have Chris Paul out there as much as he can. That's a shame because I love Chris Paul. He's just, he's just, he's such a great player, man. He's just a great player. He's great. He's one great of the best regular players season. ever. He gets better in the postseason, though. That's the thing. Like his postseason numbers, yeah, his postseason numbers are off the charts. (laughs) When he makes it, you know, in the first round, yeah. Oh come on! All right, so I think Melo's gonna play better here too. I like. I think this team's gonna be all right. I think they'll be okay. I mean, if you honestly, we think Trevor Reza and Mabamute are like the heartbeat of this team. Like, I just think we're starting to pick. No, no, no. I think Trevor Reza is a needed asset on a Houston team where no one plays defense. Except for him, James Harden plays negative defense. So you need someone who plays exceptional, great defense to counter his garbage play. So Trevor Ariza is a perfect player for that. He plays such great defense. He can make James Harden you like you don't even need bother with him. You don't have that anymore. Carmelo Anthony is not playing defense. What did he shoot the last game of the, the preseason? He shot like three for eighteen or something. <laughs> like. That's your boy. I know, and it's horrible to see him like, oh, it was so He'll bad. Be fine. No, he's going to play fine. horrible. He's going to play horrible. But he will have an impact in the West. And I'll, I'll when we go to another team, I'll show you what that impact will be. Okay. Um, so the last team I have here as far as over-unders I think are interesting, the Denver Nuggets. I saw a tweet. They have done better. They have exceeded the Vegas over-under s- either seven straight years or seven out of the last eight years. Vegas has them at 47 and a half wins. Yep. That's it. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win 50 games. I think this team is is this is the team to watch as far as do they take the leap? Um I mean Nikola Jokic is just yeah, he, that guy is that guy is he's turning into possibly the best center in the league right now. That's what that's what needs to happen for this for them to win fifty, definitely. He's got to really blow up this year. I mean, he's playing, been playing great every year, but this has got to be his year. Yeah, let's look at his stats real quick. Let's pull up Nikola Jokic. Um, so last year, he averaged 18.5 points, 10 rebounds. They also have my um, most improved player of the year. Denver? Gary oh, Harris. Yeah, Gary Harris. I love Gary Harris. I think he is the most underrated player in the league. I think he is the best two-way, two-guard after Clay Thompson. Um, I think he's a special player. I do. Um, I mean, let's just finish on on Jokic here. Jokic shot 40% from three, 50% from the field. He averaged 10 rebounds, six dimes, and 18 and a half points a game. If he can get that to 21, 22 points per game, a couple more rebounds, everything else, I'm fine. If he can get to one block a game... I'll be even more happy. Like if he starts putting up those numbers, 
this guy would be a legit MVP candidate, which I kind of think he already is. Um, but he, not winning MVP, just a candidate. candidate yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard for someone from Denver to win the, the MVP, unfortunately. Yeah. You'd have to have, he'd have to like, they'd have to win 60 games. And like he'd have to average close to like thirty twenty two nah, fifteen. He'd have to average like twenty eight. He'd have to put up Gianna. See, well, well we're going to talk Giannis in a second here. <laughs> I just think there. Gary Gary Harris every year gets better. Every year he gets better. The one thing is, I'd like to see like he's only played more than seventy games his second year. Last year he got sixty seven. They need him to play seventy six eighty games. He plays seventy six games. This team is going to win 50 plus. I think Gary Harris is just, I think he's a really great player, man. He's just, no one talks hmm. about him. Like, I have him ahead of CJ McCollum. I have him ahead of Bradley. You have Beal. him ahead of CJ McCollum? Um, yeah, I think CJ McCollum, this is something, this is why I, I, I wish Junior was here. This is something we, me and him, he, he and I, excuse me, have talked about. Uh-huh. CJ McCollum is actually a little overrated. I don't know about that. He is. I don't. I don't, he is. I don't hear people giving him all this credit and all this clout. I mean, the guy worked for every. If you yeah. if you go on NBA, see, we got to get you on NBA Twitter. NBA uh, Twitter, people are like dying to break up that backcourt. Like, oh, CJ needs his own team. It's like, okay, if CJ McCollum's your only player, like if that's your number one option, be prepared to win twenty five to to twenty eight games. Be prepared. Well, I don't think they're saying that. I think they no 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 they no, want no, no no no. I'm telling you, him. this is what this is what people are saying. And it's not just fans. This is what well, people writers idiots. are saying. What are you saying? They're idiots. No, no, no. Fans are fans are stupid. Writers are fans dumb are too. Fans. Yeah, this. I mean, people want to see them broken up, and they want to see CJ McCollum on his own team. I'm like, okay, CJ McCollum plays with a franchise player. Yeah, but the okay. things he does, but the things he, you got to watch him play, man. The things he does at six foot three. I am a ridiculous. Portland fan, dude. He's averaging 21 points a game at six. He better. He plays next to Damian Lillard. What does that mean Damian Lillard doesn't pass? Damian Lillard takes shots away from him. He, because he's better. He excels when Damian Lillard's not on the court. That's just not true. It is true. This the, guy, is- the guy has better handling than Damian Lillard. Can no, he do- oh, no, he does not. Finish around the basket better than Damian Lillard. That he also doesn't do. Yes, he does. Right, and let's pull it up. Just pull like, it up. Damian Lillard can dunk. I get that. But CJ, he's got finesse. This guy can play. I, I listen, I think he's a good player, but there's a reason he hasn't made an all-star game yet. I think that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at here. Uh, that's so that's so like debatable though. Like there's so many players that should be all-stars and that are not, and there's players that are all-stars and shouldn't be. Oh, here we go. Boom. Swish 2.0. This is awesome. I love it. Player Aaron Brooks. I don't want Aaron Brooks. <laughs> Who the heck wants Aaron Brooks' shot chart? He was he was fire that one year. Yeah, that one year. So CJ McCollum. No, that's Dirk Nowitzki. Sure. Man, he's sticking it out a whole nother year. Yeah, CJ McCollum is below average at the rim. What does that mean? It means he's below league average. He's all blue at the rim. What's the percentage? Forty nine percent. That's not good at the rim. Website. At the rim. 49%. At the rim, you should be finishing around sixty percent. That's above average. So Damian Lillard. Where's Damian Lillard? Charted. Fifty-two percent at the rim. But he's better. And, and he's a better three-point shooter. <laughs> so whack. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I still, I'm not saying CJ McCollum is an awful player. I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not I'm saying you saying, are. I'm just saying if he goes, if he gets his own team. I don't think that team's going to be great. It depends on who saying. else is on the team. Nobody, nobody going to their own team with trash besides LeBron is going to make that team any good. But see, that's the thing, though. Damian Lillard has taken teams to the playoffs, though. That's the point. But he's always had decent players around him. Damian, I get it. Damian Lillard, he's a good player. And he's explosive and he's flashy. But And he can shoot and he can pass. He can do it's okay. He's okay. But he's not going anywhere. The reason why they're talking no. about breaking that team up is because they're going nowhere. Well, that's fine. Yeah, but, but there are some people, though, the way they talk about C.J. McCollum, it's like, okay, hey, pump the brakes. That's what I'm trying to say. We gotta, By the way, we got to bookmark this page. Swish 2.0. Shout out to Swish 2.0. Let's bookmark this thing. We're bookmarking it. We're bookmarking it live. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Okay, so Denver. So going back to Denver, I think they're going to be really good. 
Gary Harris. Let's look at his shot chart. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just did my alphabet. Man, see Gary Harris, 62% at the rim. And he shoots great from three. Doesn't take too many mid-range shots. He's, he does everything you want. Finishes at the rim, shoots threes. Although the left corner three, I need you to get better there, Gary. Gary Harris is my um, most improved player of the year, by the way. You can book that down. You can lock it. For this year? Yep. Because <clears throat> he's going to get up to 20 points a game, I think. I think Denver's going to be – they're going to be an exceptional team. Um, Which leads us to the teams that I like. I look, Looking at their books, I like the Denver Nuggets. Um, By the way – one thing I don't like about the Denver Nuggets, I don't like that they're dropping the the powder blue jerseys. They're going back to the old color. Oh, that light, that light blue. No, no. Remember the the skyline, the skyline jerseys they had. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah. They're going back to that color. They're not going back to that logo. But if you're going to go back to that color, go back to that logo. Color though. I like the 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 baby that blue. Baby man. blue. Nah, I never really liked that too much. Yeah, just the, the era that that reminds me of. The Iverson mellow era. <laughs> um, and they don't have the yellow hoodies. I knew I should have bought that yellow hoodie last year. Whatever. <laughs> um, I like this team. I think, Gary, like I said, Gary Harris is going to be really good. Great defender. Great shooter. He needs to play 76 games. He played 76 games this year. Watch out for them. And um, he's my lock for most improved player. Um, I like the Clippers going forward. I like what they did in the draft. Mm-hmm. And their flexibility is probably unmatched. They have two slots next year for max, you know, max salary cap. They're going to suck this year, though. You're saying? No, they're going to be they're going to be decent this year too. You, think you, you put them over 37. Uh, what's their win? Is that what their win total was? No, well, they they had them at 37 and a half games. That's their over under. Um, West is kind of tough. No, I don't think they're going to. Man, I think 37 and a half sounds about right. They won 42 last Doc, year. Yeah, Doc had some Doc kind of coached hard last year final haven't been able to say that in a while <laughs> um you beat me to it by like a out. hair i know you want to win but we got to do it together <laughs> um if avery bradley figures out that he's avery bradley patrick beverly i like montrezl harrell they got you know they got t12 just pour one out for t12 t12, t12. they got his him, they got toby and bobby boban marjanovic they just got Wesley Johnson today. Team, I don't, I don't if know. they can, they just need to forget everything that they were and rebuild. Like forget the yeah. what? What are they? They still have Lou Williams. I like the kid they drafted, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh huh. Six foot six point guard, Danilo Gallinari. If he gives them fifty games, <laughs> that's gonna be a t- that's gonna be a, asking a lot. But yeah. I think if they just go in with the mentality, of like let's forget the Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan days. It's as a new team. Yeah, those days are done. Let's, let's just get it done. Play our game. Get better. Worry about that. Yeah, I think they're going to be a fun watch. They're going to they're going to play hard every night. That's the thing. This is a this is a hard. This is going to be a tough out. Yeah, yeah. They're like I don't. I think by the elite teams, they'll probably get like you know smoked a couple times. But they're going to be a lot of the bad teams. You know, you're like your Atlanta they're, Hawks. They're the team that you don't want to play Phoenix no matter Suns. how good you are. You, This is the team like, you kind of don't want to play. And I don't think they'll play down to their competition, if that makes sense. The Clippers, no, yeah. They'll, they'll definitely play up to the comp. They'll play up, and then they'll they'll blow out the teams that they're supposed to blow out, like the crappy teams, like the Hawks right. and the Suns and the Bulls. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're – I think and they're going to have those two slots. So we'll see. I like where they're going. Um, one team that I didn't like initially, but after looking through the books, as we are, you know, known to do here at the mid-level exception, I actually liked it. So Indiana today signed Miles Turner, and depending on if you are a Wojite or a follower of Sham Sharni, I think I say his last name, it's either four years eighty million or four years seventy-two million. <clears throat> either way, I thought it was initially kind of high. However, looking at his numbers. He shoots pretty good percentage from the field. His three point shooting is pretty good. I wish he'd get a little bit more rebounds. Um, I will credit him. He kind of got into shape this year, like like ripped, not like like a circle shape. <laughs> so, um, I think he'll be better. Because the one thing is the one thing I didn't like about it initially was like, well, I think Sabonis is better. Because, I mean, watching the playoffs, that team was just way better with, with Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis on the court. They were just better. Right. 
So if if he can live up to who he's supposed to be, now you, when one of those guys sits and the other one comes in, you're, there's no drop-off. I think that's what I didn't like initially was that there was a drop-off. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. If he comes in, he starts stroking from three, gets some rebounds, plays some good defense, protects the rim, runs the court. That's one of the things he was lacking. And then those two guys are competing, but they're playing like 24 minutes a piece. But man, those are like really good. Like what you're getting out of them for 48 minutes. Right. He doesn't need that to be stroking be it from three though. He's He he's averages like one three-pointer a game. If that's all he's going to do, that's fine. But don't turn into a three-point shooter. He's not the type of player to turn into a three-point shooting big man. He, he's Right, I'm not asking him to be Ryan Anderson and shoot like 10 threes, but he needs to shoot like three, four threes. No, he does not need to need to shoot any of those. He just needs to go in the paint, be a dog, get the rebounds, put it right now back. He's gotta, no, you got to create – Victor Oladipo is the one who operates no. in the paint. You need some space. He needs no, some Oladipo, space. He's, been, he's becoming this all-around player now where he can shoot threes, he can he can traverse the entire court. He doesn't – you don't need that. You just need some guy down there that will that'll just – bruise and block everybody out man speaking of victor oladipo again shout out to swish 2.0 because i got the i just pulled up the victor oladipo heat chart man <laughs> i'm going to be doing this all season on the like you'll just hear like like you guys will be talking i'll be like yo did you guys just check out like aaron gordon's <laughs> heat check like his uh his uh his uh, shot chart or whatever i'm gonna just randomly throw it out throughout any podcast i'll just look up somebody <laughs> 61% from the, at the at the rim. That's that's great. That's elite. For, man, Old Depot. Good for him. I'm so happy for him. I know. I just wish he did it in Orlando. Yeah, I, I know he said, like, well, I needed to play. I needed to leave. He's like, no, it's not your fault. You just needed the magic to hire you a good coach. Not exactly. named Scott Skiles. <laughs> oh, you know, they should they should have hired James Borrego. You know? If only they had a guy like James Borrego. Oh, wait, they did. Anyways. Should have, would have, could have. That's the magic mantra there. Yep. All right. So those are some of the moves I like. Their I like those teams. I think the Nuggets they have their team set, so they just need to grow together. I like keep the coach. Keep, I I like this team. Um, I don't like what Miami did. I don't like that they gave um, Justice Winslow thirteen million dollars a year for a guy who doesn't shoot. He's not exceptionally well passer. He hasn't really been good on defense. And by the way, this hurts me because he's a Dukey and I love Duke. So I do not feel good about saying this. I, I just always wow. remember when he was first coming in the league, there was a lot of talk about him. Pat Riley, who usually knows what he's doing, but for some reason has had a slew of bad picks between him and Beasley. Um, and yeah. I just never saw anything from Winslow. Like I, mean, I don't know what he does. That's the thing. Yeah, like, like what does he do? I don't think he knows what he does because on the court, he just looks like, I know I'm supposed to be right here right now, so here I am. Like he doesn't finish... He's not good. I mean, he does. What does he do? I mean, I know one thing. He's going to grab five rebounds every game. <laughs> That's literally, he's, it's literally 5.2, 5.2, 5.4. That's the only thing I know. I'm getting five rebounds from Justice Winslow. I don't know, man. I don't like, I don't, four years. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like their books. Their books are awful. I think the Heat are just like, what are they doing? I think they're just trying to wait till Wade retires. I don't know. I mean, Hassan Whiteside makes $24 million. They have Tyler Johnson at 19 Goran Dragic. Okay, I like Goran Dragic at 18 That's good. James Jones, $14 million. De- De- Deion Waiters, 12 Kelly Olenek, 12 Josh Richardson, 19 I mean, or $9 million. Like, what, what the heck? What is that? What happened? You think they signed? Did they signed Deion Waiters? No, these guys were all Goran Dragic. Hassan Whiteside was assigned. Tyler Johnson was assigned. James Johnson was assigned. Dean Waiters, they signed. Kelly Olynyk they signed. Josh Richardson, they signed. These are guys they all signed. Oh my they God. only traded for Goran Dragic. This is all this is this is the worst book. Mid-level, you know, seal of not approval. It goes to the Miami Heat. They're booked this year, they're booked next year. They don't have any cap space till 2021. Um Maybe it's time to the Chris Bosch issue really hurt him. It's time for Riley to. Well, I mean that's not their fault, but yeah, I mean that that hurt him. And that's to be fair, if Chris Bosch is on this team, I think everything would look different. But he's not. And I mean, you gave how much to who? Ooh. 
Yeah, I think that's what they're just going to be riding out since they were locked into all these other bad deals already. It's like, just ride it out for the next two years until Wade retires and then blow it up. Maybe Riley. I think Riley will probably go out the door at the same time Wade does, and that'll be the end of that era. I guess. I don't uh, Anyways, whatever. The heat just <laughs> out. Good Cuban food down there, though. I think that's it. So now let's come to the part. Let's let's put a wrap on this because we talked about them before. We've been leaking them and teasing them all podcast. The moment everybody <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin has been waiting for. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's they're over unders at 48 and a half. So I'm gonna be completely honest mm-hmm. with you. I was not a huge Mike Budenhoser fan, their coach, right? I thought the 60 wins that they had with the Hawks, if you remember from the straight out of Bokey days, before that Eastern Conference Finals, what did I say was going to happen? I don't remember, so refresh. It was the Hawks and the Cavs. I said the Hawks are going to get swept. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Remember, they didn't even have Kyrie and they didn't even have Kevin Love. (laughs) I said they're going to get swept. And you and Junior are like, no, they're going to win a game. I'm sorry, but everyone in the universe said, no, they're going to win at least a game. This is the the when they were the number one team. Not everyone in the universe. Everyone said the same thing about the Toronto Raptors last year too. Not everyone in the universe. Um, it's everyone else in the universe. There was one little pudgy voice that was mine that said that this team is going to get swept, and they got punked <laughs> big time. <laughs> like it was, they got swept, but it was worse than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> if that's even possible, and everything, it was the worst. And then that team got progressively worse every single year. So I was like, I think that was a fluke. Oh, and uh, for my own, like, this was before the days I knew of anything of the never trust the Hawks mantra. So, oh, yeah, you didn't eat, you don't eat, man. Shout out to the DDL. <laughs> we missed you. We loved you. You were taken away from us way too young. Um, man, the DDL, those were the days. Um, <laughs> The Hawks, the the never trust the Hawks double negative meter. That team got worse every single year. And I was like, what are they doing? And so I thought a lot of that was Mike Budenhoser. But too many people keep saying he's a good coach. Mm. So I was like, all right, whatever. When Milwaukee hired him, I was like, let's see. And I think you and I both had our eye, our, we raised our eyebrows when we're watching them on the preseason game, dropping 84 points at halftime against the Timberwolves. And before people say it's preseason, this was the game before the first game. So this is like the pre-rehearsal. It's not like Carnegie Towns played two minutes. The, the, the Timberwolves came out to play. Right. And they got annihilated. Now, was it because they were playing the Timberwolves? Maybe that had something to do with it. But, they I mean, that was an annihilation. You don't see that usually in a preseason game. This is professional NBA. Nobody scores 84 points. Exactly. In a half. I don't know how good this team is going to be. I, I don't want to sound like I'm... Go ahead. Go ahead. They look amazing. But they looked amazing at the beginning of the year last year, too. Especially Giannis. Yeah, but they had a bad head coaches. And then they fired Jason Kidd. And then they brought in the guy that nobody knows how to pronounce his name. No, I don't even I know, know who he was. I know. But I. they're still young. Giannis is, is, in, is insane. If he can keep up... I mean, he what he got a triple he double. He had a triple double in three quarters in a preseason game. But he played so well last year too at the beginning. Yeah, but he's hitting threes now. I I know, but Ugh. that's different to keep that going too. So it they'll be. I think they're the watch of the East. They're the team that you want to keep an eye on every game to see what they're doing. They have guys that on paper look really good, but. There's a lot of guys on this team. What is their success that they've ever had? You know what I mean? Nothing. <laughs> like on paper, Eric Bledsoe should be a good player. He's 20 points. Five. He should be a 25-5 and five guy. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Always <laughs> injured. Never been on a really good team. Chris Middleton should be an all-star. He should be a two-time all-star. Um, kind of choked in the playoffs. And I love Chris Middleton. Tony Snell, on paper he's good. But, man, again, he... But yeah, he's he didn't play really good. John Henson can grab rebounds. Um, I really like them getting Brooke Lopez and 
a seal of approval here from the mid-level exception at $3.38 million for Brooke Lopez. That's a that's a good get. That's a good get, even though that's a great especially when people like, you know, Justice Winslow are getting $13 million a year. You get Brooke Lopez. This guy rebounds and shoots threes. So I know two things he's gonna do. Rebound and shoot threes. Give space to Giannis. So that's three things. Yeah, he's he's aged badly though. So he'll, he's getting better. He's getting better though. Not really. He would play. It was it was bad in the Lakers last year. I know because I had him on my draft team. So <sighs> going by fantasy. <laughs> hey, fantasy keeps track of the stats of what happens in the games. And, fair point. That's fair. So. Henson, I I want to see Henson do a lot better this year. The guy's got the body to be really good. Ilyasova's always good. Thon Maker, if he comes to that's the guy that has Garnett, a lot of potential. Be. Yeah, <laughs> last year, let's see, uh, old old Brook Lopez here, um, thirteen points a game, forty six and a half from the field, thirty four and a half from three. How many games? Yeah, four rebounds, seventy four games. Yeah. Yeah, but the Lakers were awful, though. Which means he should be doing a little bit better. He should, Maybe. He should have been probably the third option on that team. Probably should have been the first option on that team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he's I think he's going to have a, a bounce back here. I think he's going to be better this year playing next oh, to Giannis. He's pretty old. We'll see. I don't – this team – the, the one thing Mike Budenholzer seems to have installed his offense from the first year with the Hawks. Right. It's just creating a lot of space. And guys are hitting threes. I like Malcolm Brogdon, too. And Sterling Brown. I'm a big Sterling Brown guy. <clears throat> this is this is my 2K team. I don't know. I, I need to see them live. I don't want to overreact. That's the thing. I think it's hard to overreact because Giannis does things. I mean, God, some of the that dunks, are not natural. Some of those dunks he had yesterday were just nasty. And like... The things and the way he plays the game, it's just you it it's almost forces you to overreact. When he went to practice with Kobe Bryant, he showed up three hours early and said, I'm not here to bleep around. Yeah. No, he's got a great he's got a great game mentality. I love it. This guy is this guy's something else. That's that's what's so exciting about the East this year, too. It's like you're not gonna have these young teams that get shook when they come into LeBron's house and then play great all year and then suck at LeBron's house. Now it's open. Right, LeBron's like, gone. Exactly. It's open. The East is so interesting because everything is open. It we're gonna see raw talent from all these teams playing against each other. I'm telling you, the East is like the conference to watch this year. The thing is that the that Milwaukee will have going into every series in the East in the playoffs. More often than not, I'm going to be inclined to say they have the best player in the series. And you're not wrong saying that. I I can't wait. You know what I'm looking forward to most? Kawhi and Giannis four times this year. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great the matchup. claw versus the freak. Oh, man. My goodness, that's gonna be such a great matchup. This 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 season for Milwaukee is contingent on Chris Middleton. But he always delivers. He always plays. Good. I know, but he needs to deliver in the playoffs. Usually, when someone chokes in the playoffs, the next year now they got he's he's got his feet wet. I think he'll be a little bit better. You don't have to, you know. You like the thing is when these guys when these teams go into the playoffs, they know are right, eventually we're going to be playing against LeBron. But now they don't have that. That stigma is gone for all these players. I think a huge weight has been lifted off a lot of these players' chests, I and mean, you'll see that you'll see it in their play. Let me pull up Chris Middleton's playoff numbers from last year. Well, actually, not that bad. 60% from the field, 61% from three. Or maybe he did ball. Oh, he did ball last year. Okay, I was wrong. My bad. Yeah, it was your boy that choked. <laughs> yeah, Eric Bledsoe was a Eric, that was the one who choked last year. Bledsoe and Snell were not good in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Snell had a rough time going, too. But I think because Chris Middleton should make the all star team this year. Yeah, should have, would have, could have. But like more than anything. No, this year, I'm talking about this year. He should make it this year. But like I, last year in the playoffs for Milwaukee, more than anything, they just looked inexperienced. It was they were and, well, they also looked poorly coached. That too, but they, they it was just sloppy basketball on their part. You know, Giannis could, they had a, they had a bad coach, but Giannis was still doing what he did. But it, it still just wasn't it wasn't good looking. Basketball. They had the worst coach in the history of basketball. <laughs> I love your ultimatums. They're the worst. Like you're absolutely. <laughs> <He's> so- <laughs> 
No, I try not to throw that out there often because to be the worst, I mean, for me to say that, it's like I have to really sit there, contemplate, like Doc Vaughn lived. Um, this guy who coached the Suns. Um, oh, my goodness. The one they just got, Earl Watson. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Who was another awful coach? Scott, um, oh, the Kurt Rambis. <laughs> like, there are some awful coaches. Yeah. This guy is clearly, I, mean, I don't even know his name. He's he's the worst guy to ever coach a basketball team. I I mean, there was, oh, it was a chore. They should have beat the Celtics. A lot of teams. I don't know. It was a tough season last year. They just, they looked like the new kids to the, to the party and I, but they've been in the playoffs for two years in a row now, though. But even if they did, if they had a good coach, they still looked like just the players themselves because they weren't prepared. Because their coach was is the worst yeah, coach to ever put on a jacket and sit on the side. I don't care though. That's not all on the coach. If you're not prepared for the playoffs, like get your what you're a player. You're responsible for your preparedness too. Yeah, but if you don't know the direction that you're supposed to be going in. Like, hey, coach, what do I do on this play? But you, well, but know. you can still be prepared. You don't have to look glossy-eyed. Like, you just played a whole season, guys. Like, yeah, if it didn't make Drew Bledsoe throw the ball out of bounds four times. And Eric Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe plays football. I always say that. I always say Drew. I know, and you don't even like football. That's what yeah. makes it even better. I think it's like from some Wheaties <laughs> commercial or something. What was? Let's look up his name. Milwaukee Bucks interim coach. Prunty. Prunty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the worst coach ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, Bill Simmons called him Forrest Gump. <laughs> <sighs> They're the most interesting team in the league. They're the Dos Equis of the year, and we're not even sponsored by Dos Equis, and we just gave him a shout-out. Um, we got to stop doing that. We can't be giving shout-outs to everybody that's not paying us. Well, we do it now. Then, then when we get big enough, then we charge them. There we go. Dos Equis, if you do want to sponsor, though, we will gladly accept because I greatly approve of Dos Equis. I don't always drink beer, but we'll just leave it at that. Um, they're the team this year that's – I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't know what their floor is. It's it's so extreme either way. Yeah, they're, they'll, they're definitely the ones. They're the wild card this year. I think if they make the finals, people are going to sound like, oh, I can't believe they make it. They made it. But you heard it from us here. If they make the finals, do not be surprised. Yes. <clears throat> do not be surprised. I don't think they are. And when I mean finals, I don't mean the conference finals. Like, if this team comes out of the East, do not be surprised. I, they, you know who they remind me of in, like, a unique way? Not the same play style. They remind me of the 9 Magic, where they have a dominant player, they have an all-star next to them, and they have a bunch of, like, good players. And now they have a coach. And they're in a small, they're in like a small market, and no one's really talking about them. But man, their number one player is like so it's just like, a top. Yeah, five. just like the attributes that the team has. Yeah, reminds. Yeah, it's true. They do. Yeah, it's not. It's not the they they play differently, kind of, sort of. But it's just the, the it's, there's similarities. Like Rashard Lewis, Chris Middleton. Just watch out for Milwaukee. That's all I'm saying. Malcolm Brogdon, J- Jameer Nelson. I love Malcolm Brown. I think he's really. He was good. on. Um, Sterling Brown, I think, is a really good offensive punch. Um, Erson Ilyasova. He's always good. Yeah, he's Roll solid. Player. I think Philadelphia was a mistake letting him walk. Just watch this team. If they make the finals, don't be surprised. You heard it from us that on the eve of the NBA season. But they could also lose in the first round, and I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> good good save there. <laughs> See, I told you they lost in the first round. <laughs> Here first. <laughs> you heard it from me first. We cover both <laughs> the under and the over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bet them both. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. We're excited. Tomorrow's games. Well, I guess it'll be tonight's games when you when everybody will be listening to it. Um, what is it? Philly, Boston. That's a nice little matchup. And then OKC, Golden State. Someone said they weren't really excited about the matchups. I was like, man, you're... I nuts. honestly... I, I wish they would hold off to try to hype these matches up. Like, give us a couple of days because it's the first game of the year and it's it's almost annoying to watch them because they're setting the tone for the announcers and media to be like, oh, Boston's going all the way. Like, if Boston wins tomorrow in a landslide. Yeah, but you know what, though? This is, remember, what the NBA is trying to do is grab airtime right, from right. the NFL. So think about what they're doing here. They have 
a three day window here. I mean, they're throwing the Chica- man. See, they're so smart. They're putting the Bulls, which is a large market, on TNT on Thursday against Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football. Excuse me. But no one's going to watch because of Bulls. But at ten thirty, late old school rivalry: Blazers Lakers. LeBron James season debut with the Lakers. Like that's smart. And they put them in a in a loud arena. It's especially now, you know. Uh, unfortunately, Paul Allen passed away today. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers go to those to those the family and the friend and the uh, the community. He was a really good owner. But they play the Lakers and the Blazers Thursday night. That's a great matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then Friday night when Friday night is we get Celtics and Raptors. Matchup too. Wow. I, I know. I, and then at ten thirty, Golden State, Utah, and Saturday night is uh LeBron's debut at it's at it's home. not the worst starting um it's not the worst opening day that it could be, but yeah, but see that's the thing. The thing is that that's how what sells is yeah, let's yeah. hype it up and let's re- overreact to one game. I mean the even the announcers are even like the analysts, the TV personalities, they even joke about it. like, well, let's overreact now. What does this mean? The Celtics won by twenty points against the 76ers. What does this mean? Yeah, exactly. So but yeah, I'm pumped. I'm really excited for this season. I, I think the league is is really balanced right now. There's a lot of interesting stories teams to watch players to watch spread out across the country like every region is covered except the southeast <laughs> which we which unfortunately even though you've moved north you're still technically in the southeast technically yeah but mo bamba looking mo bamba looking good it's the future but no they're everywhere else in the country there's someone to watch that you could talk about so uh, and I don't think the NBA's ever been healthier. I think the ratings have been insane for the preseason. And I think the regular season ratings are going to be even higher, assuming nobody gets injured and stays relatively healthy. So, again, NBA is just trending up, 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 and up. And uh, we're just excited for the season to start. So um, let us know what you think. Uh, send us reviews. Tell us that you think Giannis is the um, overhyping them or – Whatever. Uh, we don't care. English teachers, if you are listening, give me the correction on whatever I was saying before. Um, and if you do give us the correction, so just, you know, respond or comment, review, and subscribe, please. All three. One, two, three. The first person who does leave a comment that's not us, <laughs> we have a special prize for you. You will be getting a shout out on the pod. I don't have any shirt to give you right now, but you will be getting a shout out. Which is awesome. That is awesome. So you can take that to the bank. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any other thing in basketball that you that you thought was interesting that I may have missed or well, I think let's so for the next episode, I want to talk about LeBron James energy throughout the season and how it's gonna be ridiculously tested um because of certain matchups. And then we gotta talk about Clay Thompson's new look. I mean, he went from I'll have her home by nine o'clock to she calls me daddy now. I mean, the guy's a <laughs> blowout. He's got the full beard. Clay Thompson on fire right now. That's my dude. It, no, it's uh, it's just Clay Thompson. That's his name. Just Clay Thompson. I don't know. He's got personality this season. No, 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 no. There was this this guy at the finals a couple of years ago. Junior and I were at Ale House, and this guy said, "Oh, it's just Clay Thompson." I and I was wearing my Clay Thompson jersey that night. <laughs> it's a good thing I have restraint. I almost jumped over the thing like like Habib did against Connor's dudes. I almost jumped over the table to Jess Clay Thompson, <laughs> but I didn't. Well, you got to tell that story I, before you make a joke about it. Well, there it is. Well, they, they got the story. Everybody, you got Just the story. Like, I don't know. He I'll, never was I'll, Jess Clay Thompson. Look, he was, man. His look he, is he great. was literally a top five shooter like two years into his career. Oh, yeah, but I'm just talking about his appearance and his seemingly budding personality. Are you a Clay theist? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. So we'll leave it at that. All you Clathius out there, subscribe. (laughs) I'm a Clathius. I know. I love Clay Thompson. I mean, I love the Splash Brothers, the whole thing, the whole package. But we have many more episodes to talk about then. 
So we're going to leave it here. And then again, subscribe, listen, tell your friends about us. Like we're Batman. Twitter. Um, Twitter, Prison Pod 1. At Prison Pod 1. The number one. Not spelled out O-N-E. One. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Remember the movie The Wonders? The O'Neaters? Yeah. <laughs> we're not Prison Pod. Prison Pod O-N-E. Prison Pod 1. Number one. <laughs> Um, we'll be active all season talking hoops. Um, you're going to love our, our, our logo, the Ben Simmons with the one. <laughs> um, again, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Subscribe, listen. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're awesome. Tell us you don't even care. Just tell us something. We would appreciate it. And uh, as always, pod don't lie. <laughs>